in mind survey at the UJ University of Genesis at the GFC campus. So me personally, my background is on mining engineering. Mining engineering is the science, or rather it deals with the technicalities of the extraction of minerals within the earth. And these minerals, they must be of economic value. So whatever that has to do with taking out a certain deposit of minerals can be your diamond, your gold, or, you know, even salt is mined. So anything that has to be taken out from the Earth's crust, that entails and that demands a mining engineer. When we are talking about a mining survey, we are talking about someone who will give us the exact measurements and directed us to say that, okay, you want to mine this deposit, but this is how you're going to go, and this is the direction that you're going to face. So they give us the, the exact quantities of the measurements that we really need for us to extract these things without producing any losses or even incurring major losses within our production. So basically that is a summary of what uh, the two careers entail. So now for, for somebody who's now in matric or could be starting their grade 10 who's just into maths and science, if they want to enroll for this, um, for mining engineering and mining surveying, like what would be their APS score needed to enter for this? The APS score that is needed for both mining engineering or mine survey is an APS score of 23. And so that would mean that for your English, uh, according to the way that the matriculation is um, is measured by it. English is four, for math is five, for physical science is five. The same with uh, mind survey as well. We also need the same criteria. So when it comes to, to the responsibilities of somebody who, who has studied already the mining engineering and mine surveying, what are just some of those key responsibilities that they have to actually um, carry out whenever they get into this? Okay, the mining industry, it is very vast. It is very vast. As you introduced me first, I did start in the production sector, and now, as you have said, I'm all at UJ in the academics. So when we are talking about the engineering field alone, it's, it is a very vast career. But in particular, when we are talking about mining engineering, I will say that the career path that one can follow is uh, one in production, which is what I started off in my early career. So in the production sector, you will start from a minor, which is the entry level, and then you'll be able to graduate to your production supervisor, your mine overseer, your section manager, your GN. So the, it's very endless how far you can go within the production sector. You can even go up as to being the head officers of a particular mining house you know, the CEO or the COO, just, you just have to uh, study further in terms of that. Also, we are taking, talking about the uh, technical fields in the mining engineering field as well. You have your rock engineering. Mm. I do have uh, some friends as well. We graduated with a mining degree and they branched off into rock engineering. Mine planning as well, ventilation engineer, your occupational and health safety specialist. You can even go into your consulting and also your finances. You know, there are certain banks, there are some banks that give out loans to mines. Mm -hmm. So they really do need someone who has 
a background or knowledge in mining as to whether they as a bank can invest in such an operation. And also in our governmental spaces as well, the DMRE, you know, that is how fast mining engineering is. And then for mine surveys as well, it's the same. You know, you get to a, a mining production, you get to, to work for a, a mining house, you do your job and also you just go through the ranks and also you can become a consultant or even in the academics as well, like myself currently. Okay, ma'am, I hear you. And now, um, what I've heard in the streets, right, is that there by mining there's a lot of money. Right, ma'am. <laughs> I've heard they were mining there's a lot and a lot of money. So I want to know, besides the head roles, besides you, uh, I mean, besides CEO, besides COO, uh, like you said that uh, mining and mining engineering and mining survey, it's vast. Mm-hmm. Which positions actually get paid the most? Well, as you said, you know, I'm laughing because, you know, it, it, it has a, a truth in it. You mm. know, uh, mining is a specialized field. Not yeah. anyone can, can work in mining. Mm. So even the, the money that you get, it must be able to remunerate you for the position that you are in. But in terms of which position will give you the the best money. I would say a managerial position, you know, that is where you even get uh, your, you know, I know some companies, they even give you uh, some perks as well, your cell phone allowance, your car allowance, you know, all that stuff, provided that you get to go into higher in terms of management. Remember, I was speaking about you can even become a mine overseer Mm. or a rock engineering manager or a mineral resource manager. So you must just uh, be able to push yourself up the ranks so that you can get more and more money. So the higher you go, the more money you will get. And I'm guessing the more you study, the more qualifications you get, the more money you get too. Exactly. That's how it works. That's how it works. The more qualifications, the more money. Because even when you qualify from uh, tertiary as well, when you get uh, to the mining in- industry as well, Mm. You must study further. You know, I yeah. talked as a minor when I did my entry level, I had to do my blasting certificate. You know, then after that, my production supervisor, then after that, it's your MO, then it's your MNC. So studying, it never stops. The more you study, as you said, and you put it, the more money, mm-hmm. you know, the mind has to give you. So because of the knowledge that you acquire over time and experience as well, it, it tells them that you must earn more that you deserve. Mm. So are these people now in demand, they're mining engineers and mine surveyors, considering that technology also it grows every now and then. So are these people really in demand? Definitely, definitely in demand. In South Africa, definitely so. You know, when we are talking alone on manganese, you know, South Africa, it holds about 80% of the high-grade deposit in the world, not just in Africa, but in the world. Mm. You know, alone in 2021, you know, iron ore, we produce 61 million tons. Mm. You know, so there is still potential in mining. There is still ground in mining. So the deposits as well, they are just waiting for people with the specialists who have the knowledge and the know-how to go and dig out there 
You know, it's not a coincidence that one of our provinces, the nine provinces, is named after the mining industry. How they, you know, Gasiswana, how eating more. So there is still a space. It's a lucrative industry to go in mining. I would definitely encourage people to go there because it is very vast. It is very vast. Me, myself, if I can just share personal experience as well. Yeah. I was involved in a car accident. But because the money industry, the way it is and designed, I was able to go from production and now I'm in academics. I'm studying further with hopes to go into the technical field. Mm. So there is still demand, there is still space, a person can still go there. It's highly recommended. Okay. So, ma'am, please mention a few potential employers. I mean, which businesses can one work here, um, one work for here in South Africa? In South Africa, okay, all the mining houses, all the mining houses, uh, we can work there, you know. They do need mining engineers, they do need mining survey. From the time that they do their greenfield studies and their pre-feasibility studies, they need a mining engineer. So all these big mining houses, that is a mining engineer or a mining survey place of work. And then also uh, consultation as well. We are talking about consultations that are directly involved in engineering uh, studies or engineering research. And also financial companies, your, your banks that offer loans unto these companies. And also, as I've mentioned, your, your DMRE as well, they're able to, to also offer opportunities. They do actually because you have your inspectors of mines. And these people, they have to come through the mines and have the knowledge and experience. So there's quite a lot of opportunities there. You must just uh, know exactly where, where you want to go as an individual. Okay, ma'am. And now, uh, basically, um. With NUJ, University of Johannesburg, right? Uh, I'm studying either within mining, uh, engineering, or uh, mining surveying, right? The qualification that I receive, it is internationally credited, right? Definitely, definitely. The University of Johannesburg, the School of Mining, Engineering, and Mine Survey, mm. it's accredited with EXA, which is the Engineering Council of South Africa. So this is the body that regulates uh, our curriculum and whether the integrity of it is sound for people to even come invest their money. So we sort of like a QAQ, uh, QAQS system, uh, sort of like, and also on top of that, uh, because also we are accredited by EXA, EXA is also part of the signatory body, uh, IEA, which is the International Engineering Alliance. So internationally, it's even recognized uh, the qualification that you get from Eugene. Okay, ma'am. Okay. So now I'm a first-year student, right? For And I'm studying mining engineering and quantity surveying, right? So what kind of practical work should I expect while I'm there? The practical work you will expect while you are here at UJ is that... Uh, What's required is for you to do your P1, P2, which is basically for a student to gain experience in the industry. And so you just must satisfy those requirements, those P1, P2, 
then you just go and the mining industry and mine certain mining houses and then you just get a feel as to this industry how does it work do i really belong here what adjustment do i maybe have to do to my personality or what knowledge do i have to gain so those are the kind of practicals that one would anticipate within this field okay so ma'am right now um I'm going to go in, in, into a, on, on a personal level with you and everything and ask you a personal question, a good personal question, that is, with your journey studying mining, engineering, and quantity surveying, uh, what was the highlight of the best practical projects or to date right now? To date right now, you are taking me back. I think my, mm-hmm. the best practical work I did, I remember I, I went to the cliff mines with uh, one of the companies that, I, that we spoke about, and I did a research on the ventilation systems uh, on each shop. So I still even remember it today. I think ventilation has a soft spot in my heart, if I can remember it. I enjoyed working with the people at the mine and even the technicalities that's required within the ventilation area. I really did enjoy it. It made so much of sense to me, you know, uh, the practicality as well. It just uh, resonated with my studies and also it just made the science. It made sense in the practical world. So I would say yes, it was when I was doing the, my research report in the ventilation department. Ma'am, when we talk in ventilation department, I'm thinking air. <laughs> you know, yes, and no mining exactly. with air. <laughs> please, please. Yes, uh, no, this yeah, is please air. Yeah. Yeah, it's w- air because uh-huh. remember, uh, underground, underground, yeah. you do need air. Yeah. And underground is not a natural habitation oh, yes. for people to dwell in. Mm. So you need systems that will force the air into the working place and the used air, which is called your contaminated air, your fumes, because of your blasting, your, mm. your carbon monoxide, your nitrous fumes, you know, there must be systems as well, as well that exhaust those uh, fumes and the, that contaminated air out. So when we are talking about ventilation, we are definitely talking about air and the science. So also it's one of the key areas of a mining engineer. You also look into designing that and making sure that it is effective and efficient in underground working places because that can hinder the production very much if it's not attended to. I think I need to be asking this question because yeah. I know that when I think engineering, I'm thinking physical work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I understand? Yeah. Because you have to go underground and do all of that. So Overall. now, yes, in terms of personality, does it really matter what type of person you are when you go into engineering? Does it matter? Yes. I would really say yes, because when you're talking about engineering, uh, you're talking about uh, a work that entails you to go into design, mm. and then also you must do your thorough research and planning as well. And it also requires interpersonal skills, because remember, in the mining industry, you are working with the nature and you're also working with people. Yes. So for a person to be able to uh, manage or lead people, you need to know how to work with people. You need those certain skills and you're designing and you also need to be strategic within the work that you do. Because remember, as you go higher within the mining ladder, 
you are in charge of the ma- the money of the company, so you make decisions that will e- either yield a loss or a profit unto the company. So, in terms of uh, like how you saying that it, it, it's not physically intensive. As a start, maybe yes, just for you to gain the experience and the knowledge, you know, being a miner, you you have to carry explosive boxes, uh, do all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. depending on which man you are. But, you know, the more you go up the, the ladder, it becomes more of your your brain, your thinking, your designing, your, your planning, your managerial skills. So I would say that most of the time you have to think on that. How strategic am I designing, planning, uh, decision-making? That is what will make you a, a good mining engineer. We always think okay, the creatives are only needed in the media industry. Yeah. yeah. Which is definitely wrong. Right? right? <laughs> yeah. So now, ma'am, um, we, we, we're in the fourth revolutional industry, right? Yeah, so now, uh, when you're studying at UJ, is there a link, uh, is, is that aligned, is the course actually aligned with the fourth, or, or I heard, was it Mr. Simpu and Bata calling it the 4IR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the 4IR, the fourth industrial revolution. Mm. No, in the, in the school we are also doing our part as well, uh, contributing towards the vision of the UJ in terms of that we have a mining simulation there on the campus at DFC where learners, those maybe who don't have uh, experience or have never been underground, they can go and have a simulation. They can just, you know, it's like putting mm. all those goggles and just uh, having a simulation or view as to how it would look like underground. Mm. So now we are moving in terms of that, taking advantage of what technology has to offer us, that sometimes it may be expensive to take the learners, or maybe the learners cannot afford to go themselves. They don't have maybe mining houses as, as sponsors. So within the mining simulation, the students are able to go there and just have a feel of how it would like to be within a mining uh, environment okay ma'am okay. so now what what scares me sorry sorry no, okay. what scares me is that within the 4ir right uh isn't it taking away some jobs for other people no it's not taking jobs it's not taking jobs mm. it's just an enforcement to say that we must definitely get to a higher and a better place of of learning because, for example, I would give you with the, the gold mining industry, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of the deepest mines we have here in South Africa, you know, we are un- unable to go there because basically yeah. it, it, it's not possible or even safe mm-hmm. for people to go underground. But now if we rely on technology and we take advantage of te- technology, we'll be able to do that. So, in other words, what I'm saying is that technology will enable us to get to places that we never even imagined before. Or it will even afford us more profit than we could even be able to do without technology. So, without, it does not take jobs. However, it, it demands people to skill themselves to certain 
skills so that they're able to do the required uh, skills or the technological skills that are required within a certain mining house. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ms. Malia Mokwe, is there anything you would like to add about mining engineering and quantity surveying? Mining surveying, not bad. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. The, the, the last thing I would want to say about this career is that this career is, is, is very fun. You know, you grow as a person, as an individual, you know, and then you, you get to grow as a person because you encounter, you know, your tribalism, your discrimination. You know, I, I believe in every industry, you know, that may be the case. But here you get to tune yourself and grow individually as a person as well. And then even your engineering uh, perspectives as well, they broaden because now you, you get uh, inclined as to what areas do, you, do I want to go? What do I want to do research in? Because if maybe you don't like production, you can say, no, let me go and do this research. I can see that this is a problem in the industry. Let me go and research on this further so that I can contribute plenty onto the industry. So my last word is that it is a very broad and very interesting uh, you know, industry, and it is definitely what one makes it out to be. Yeah, sounds like um, mining uh, engineering is actually close to your heart. It is close to my heart. Mm. It is close to my heart. Unfortunately, in 2018, I had a car accident. So I, I really wanted to continue in the production sector, yeah. but I just had to reroute. So mining engineering is very close to my heart. So that mm. it goes without saying. Mm. Apologies on the car accident, ma'am. No problem. Yeah, before I let you go, since mining engineering is close to your heart, here in, in the Northwest, uh, we suffer a lot of uh, illegal mining. You know, ma'am. So I just want to know what's your take on that, on that, uh, yeah, that output of illegal mining. Illegal mining, I know even in the gold industry, it, it's a big problem. Because mm. when I started off my career, it was in the, the gold sector. So it, it, it's one of those things that uh, it will be very hard to control because, you know, even security-wise for the people, for the personnel working underground, it may not be as safe. But however, the mines, I know they're becoming more stringent and they're tightening up their security in terms of that because of the layout of mines, how they are, you know, that's how they enter and stuff like that. Yeah. But illegal mining is definitely one of the, the problems in South Africa because now they're just taking away the gold, perhaps, or the platinum that were not able or maybe the mining house was not able to obtain in the first place. So it, it definitely still causes as a, risk, as a risk in the mining industry. And the only solution for that is for the mining houses to tighten up their security and yeah. also for the people within the mining as well. The employees, they should not cooperate with uh, the illegal mining. Thank you very much, Ms. Malia Mekwe. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for your time, ma'am. You still tuned into Bye. <laughs> you still tuned into Akhanaga Fem right here, uh, 90.0 megahertz. But